0: I can't remember what I was supposed to say. (laughs) (laughs) Has a reoccurring role on HBO Ballers.
1: Mark Slareth, handsome a bitch get out here.
0: And makes one hell of a bowl of green chili. It's Mark Schlereth, and this is the Stinkin' Truth Podcast.
1: Hey, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Mark Schlereth, your host, along with my co-host, Mike Evans. Producer, Scott DeHuff on the board. Freshly shorn, looking good right now. Hey, you can hydrate your huddle with core pH balanced water, ultra purified and balanced with electrolytes to match your body's natural pH level of 7.4. That's where your body does its best work. I was in the gym yesterday, just yoked, drinking my core water. Look like a, I looked like a supermodel. I really did. I'm not kidding you. I I did. I was like, you look good. I was looking in the mirror. I was like the typical weightlift guy, right? Looking in the mirror going, your muscles, they look good. They look really good. Anyhow, um, but that was my story. Your story, probably not the same because you're probably never going to achieve the kind of body I have. <laughs> it's beautiful. Anyhow, long story short, uh, you should hydrate with Core like I do. Award winning, crisp, clean taste, wide mouth bottle, perfect for faster hydration. You can find Core water at your neighborhood 7 Eleven. It's the one with the blue cap. Um, core pH balanced water. Learn more at Hydrate with Core. .com. You know what else I like, Mike? I like tuna fish. Do you like tuna fish? I sand-
0: love tuna fish sandwiches.
1: <laughs> oh. So, okay. So everybody has it's like a fart. It's your own flavor. You're like, "You don't mind your own flavor?" Did not see this coming no. by the way, people. You know what though? But like like if somebody else farts, you're like, "Oh my god, that's right. horrible." Right. But if you do it, you're like, "Hey, that's pretty that's not too bad." I love
0: basking in mine.
1: <laughs> right. Just simmering so but in them. tuna fish like how like i have to i do tuna a certain way that probably makes people gonna think that i'm weird like
0: what is your what's your tuna so i choice? like i like chunky tuna like i like stuff in my tuna like i like yes i, yeah, like, I, I, like, I that. like i like i like celery mm. i like g- green onions okay or as i like to call them scallions scallions and, because you're you know maybe a little onion in there ooh. i mean the 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 chunkier the choppier the better Really? Yeah. Really. You mayonnaise? And I go, and not, not mayonnaise. heavy may- I don't like it too mayonnaise.
1: Oh All right. So here's how I here's how I do and this is gonna sound crazy to you, but this is how I do tuna. Tuna, a good amount of mayonnaise, so it's kind of it's not like it's not straight mayonnaise y, but it's it's got it's like a it's a softer texture, you know? I want big chunked onion in there. Just the you know the the white mm. chunked onion. Hear you, big chunk. Preach. Then sweet relish. No,
0: no. Sweet. No, God no, no.
1: Sweet relish. No. You got a little like sweet and sour. It's like it's like it's like going to Panda Express and getting sweet and sour pork.
0: You just ruined the tuna.
1: No, I didn't. No, no, no. Oh, relish dude. with the tuna. That's awful. you've never tried it. I no, I you, have, and I I will I will stop. You no, know, I have, I have. He says. How about sweet chunk? I do this too. The spicy, like the hotter sweet pickles.
0: Do it, yes. Chopped do like up, that. yes, yes.
1: You would do that, yes. Sw- but I like, but not the I'll, sweet relish. No. Okay, but uh, what I'm saying, I w- what I'm saying is, I like the sweet pickles, or or I'll put sweet. If I don't have sweet pickles, I'll put sweet relish in my tuna. And so now you've got a a bitter sweet, you know, like I'm like mm. sweet and sour prawns. Mm. It's a it's an oxymoron. Mm. It's the tuna oxymoron that I like. It's delicious. You've never had my tuna.
0: Nope, sorry. We're on opposite sides of the tuna debate just like we're on opposite sides of these uh You're
1: eating you're eating low rent tuna. Just these these quarterback. <laughs> I'm high rent tuna the, guy. The
0: quarterback rules, the quarterback oh hitting gosh. the the quarterback rules oh my that God. has everybody in a oh tizzy. My. Oh my. I'm tizzy. Get, I'm tizzy. Get, get ready to fight. Get ready to fight cuz we we disagree on this. Well, how
1: how can you disagree with this rule is stupid? How how does how, how could anybody that likes football, not agree with something has got to be done. I'm Like, in the preseason, right, the preseason was all about the helmet rule. Helmet rule is ridiculous. And, oh, and the NFL goes, we're going to review the helmet rule. Then they came back out and said, hey, listen, we're not changing anything. The rules written correctly. And then all of a sudden they had this uh, clandestine meeting, you know, and they quit calling the helmet rule. Have you noticed that? Like, the helmet rule was everything. That's all we talked about. Then, you know, everybody was up in arms about the helmet rule, how stupid it was. And then all of a sudden, it disappeared. We're not talking about the helmet rule anymore because they're not calling it anymore. That's my prediction. Everybody's up in arms about how stupid the NFL is for not, I mean, I understand if I hit a quarterback and I pick him up and I pile drive him, that that's a penalty. I'm good with that. Everybody's good with that. And I think I can discern watching it, either live or on tape, if a guy does that or not. But you're penalizing tackles. That's what you're penalizing. And that can't be. And I understand, Mike, that they are the franchise. I understand the commodity that is the quarterback. And I understand that people come to watch the quarterback play. I get all that. But you can't take tackling out of football. You can't take... All contact out of football
0: in regards to the quarterback. You can try. What? You 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 just made my point for me because quarterbacks are the most precious of commodities. They are what drives football teams. In many cases, they're why people tune into football games. You've got to go to whatever lengths, even if it means further wussifying the game, to protect these quarterbacks. Look, if, if I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, how did my... Season changed last year when Aaron Rodgers went down and I I was forced to watch Brett Hundley. All of a sudden, I knew instantly my season was over. I was less enthused about watching the Green Bay Packers play. If I'm a TV network and I had four more Packer games on national television, suddenly I'm looking for excuses to be able to flex somebody else into that game. And even if I'm not a Packer fan... The prospects of watching the Packers on national television without Aaron Rodgers, all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I can find something else to do. It There's so many consequences if these top quarterbacks get hurt. So you know what you do? You do whatever it takes, even if it seems ridiculous, to protect these guys.
1: Yeah, they they. I understand they have to be protected. I get that. But you can't get to the point where, oh, all right, then put it on the quarterback. If you see somebody that's about to hit, you just fall down. Self-sack yourself. Do the Peyton Manning. But you cannot say, hey, just on a regular tackle, if I regularly tackle a guy or if I accidentally bump into a guy, it's an automatic flag. So in the first two weeks of the season, I was going into week three. I looked at it. 21 personal fouls. Set a record. Most personal fouls for – for. Uh, for you know against the quarterback uh you know what what whatever illegal contact or whatever that they, whatever they're calling right now so more fouls 21 for you know hitting the quarterback now it's up to what 36 36, 36
0: 37 after I think it was 16 weeks. last week yep. so
1: th- that would make what 21 plus 16 plus care the one uh 37 right 37 illegal illegal contacts on the quarterback i mean that it's asinine and most of them are just tackles. Most of them shouldn't draw a flag. Even when the quarterbacks are coming out and saying, man, I'd hate to be a defensive player, like this rule is ridiculous. So either you self-sack, your, you know, the quarterback should self-sack, put it on his, like, hey, if you don't self-sack, you're going to get hit. Either put it on the quarterback, or if I'm a defensive player, I rally the rest of the defensive troops around the league together and say frontier justice. This is what they want. I am going to try to break Jaws. I'm going to try every quarterback I hit. I'm going to try to break his freaking jaw and I'll trade one for one. Your quarterback for Clay Matthews, your quarterback for Von Miller, your quarterback for Khalil Mack. And we'll see, you know, how quickly they change their tune in in the league office, because what you're what you're doing is you're saying, hey, um, we want you to play football, but we don't actually want you to play football. Like you're like Clay Matthews said it. He used the four letter word that is the nastiest word in football. He called the league soft. And I don't know about you, Mike, but I still marvel. I'm I'm at a different game every week. I marvel at this game. I marvel at the hits. I, I like they I, I watch for that. Still it makes me it, it excites me. There's still a blood sport to it. There's still this gladiator mentality to it. I watch it today, and I'm like, I can't believe I played this game. These dudes are crazy. And I get that you want to watch the quarterback, but, man, I want to watch football. I don't want to watch, you know, fake
0: football. Like, if I want to watch that, I'd watch soccer. I'm
1: not interested.
0: Okay. Sorry. Great speech. Great speech. And I I get the passion. I feel the passion. You're getting ready in two weeks for Fox to call – San Francisco and Arizona, right? Yeah. How do you feel now about the prospects of going to do a game involving CJ Beathard playing quarterback, as compared to a couple days ago when you were thinking you were going to go see Jimmy Garoppolo? No biggie, no difference. His was a non-contact ACL. I, I, I know, I know, but I'm just talking mm. about the the the. High-profile, marquee, exciting mm. quarterback—that's not going to be there. How do you feel? Because after what you just said, it shouldn't make any difference. It's still football, right?
1: Do you want a canned answer that that supports my that supports my position? I no, want well, your honest answer. I don't want to give you my honest answer. Right, I want to give you the can because it will make my point. Uh, like, hey, CJ Bether, what a great opportunity for him to come out <laughs> there and uh, you know, really show his wares and, you know, I mean establish himself as a young quarterback that's mm-hmm. going places. Right. And I think he might even be the grandson. I haven't researched this and I'm not gonna Google it because that would take time out of my busy schedule, but he could be the grandson of Bobby Bether. Bobby Bether drafted me. I could make this whole game about me. <laughs> it is my favorite subject. <laughs> So why wouldn't I? Um, but that you're would be my there's, the, there's answer. a difference. But the honest there answer is a difference. The honest answer is I want to see Jimmy Garoppolo sure. shirtless. But that's you know what? Huh? What? Huh? But Did that come out? That guy is handsome. You might want to delete that. I don't no, know. No, no, no. No, leave it in there. No, 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 no. I want to see him play okay. football. And, obviously. And, and the
0: league needs to, to do whatever they can to make sure these guys. ...are out there, and you, you may not like but it, and, but don't give me this bit, and I hear this all the time, and whenever I make this case, I get an in with, oh, Evans, you're a pussy, and all this yeah. and that. You know what it, You know what it is? All I know is that all I've heard for the last few years, all oh, the league's getting soft, it's being wussified, you know, this isn't the football I grew up with, guess what, 71 of the top 100 shows on television last year were NFL games. Mm-hmm. The the so called wussification of the NFL won't hurt the NFL. You lose marquee quarterbacks, that will hurt. The I, NFL. I agree
1: that that will hurt more.
0: I, and I also think though, Mike, I think so.
1: You cannot legislate contact out of a contact sport. Eventually, if you keep doing this, is like uh, like I look at the NFL. They're like the the captain, of the Titanic, right? There are no icebergs in this water. Full steam ahead. No, there are icebergs. There's a lot of them in this water. And you've got to be careful. And the the thing that will kill the NFL more than anything, and it's killed so many companies along the way. You know what it's killing right now? It's killing television right now. And and, and that is organizational arrogance. You know what television's big issue was? Like network television. Network television is dead. They don't know it yet. But it's dead. So... What's killed television? And I'm part of the industry, so I, I've I've witnessed it firsthand. The money continues to to dissipate, to diminish. Probably is the right word. It continues to diminish. You know what they didn't see? They didn't account for YouTube, and they didn't account for the digital platform that will be drawing the attention of the younger generation of television viewers. They just said, hey, it's always been this way. Everybody's always tuned into television. They'll keep tuning into television. No, they won't. They're cutting cable. I mean, most of the kids, mostly like my own kids, like they grew up with television, but they've even like, ah, television's too expensive. I can get everything I need on Netflix, Hulu, whatever, you know. I don't even know
0: how to get Netflix. Dude, I watched the Emmys. I tuned in and watched the Emmys for a while, kind of fast-forwarded through it, but I was just watching it. Right. And all the nominees for the best TV shows, I'm like, what show is that? What show is that? Because if it wasn't on ABC, NBC, CBS, or Fox, I was like, I don't know these shows.
1: And they're all on on these- They're all on Netflix, Hulu, Hulu, Amazon. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, abs- like, what are these? I guess I got to go watch these shows. But but network television, is like, oh, we're fine. There's nothing to see here. We're gonna be good, you know. And all of a sudden, all these other things crop up, and all these digital platforms crop up, and you're like, the next thing you know, you know that the less moonves of the world are still making a lot of money, but everybody else has got to have four jobs. Like
0: Mike, but I the mean, NFL is still. I'm, I'm telling you, they're they're still their day of reckoning is still a ways down the road. I I get
1: it, their day right, but but instead of ignoring it and turning a blind eye to it and acting like it's never gonna come, you better you better start looking at it and going, okay, and I know they are from a business standpoint, right? We've seen games on Yahoo and we've seen games on Twitter, right? And we've seen, you know, these these games when they go to NFL Europe, they're on, you know, some streaming Amazon Prime platform or whatever it is. Um but I, I'm just I'm just telling you, if you eliminate the bloodthirst that we have for this game, and you take it out. I mean, that's why I started lifting again, making a comeback. You totally eliminate
0: contact. I'm making a comeback. But you do realize that if you just brought back the complete bloodlust and, like, tomorrow the NFL said, you know what? It's gone too soft. Quarterbacks are regular football players. They can be hit like any other player's hit. You understand that by the end of the season, half of your starting quarterbacks will be out. So what's that going to mean for your league?
1: get get stronger quarterbacks find guys that are tougher right Callison.
0: you know i'm right
1: put them in uh put them in kevlar uniforms mm-hmm.
0: you know i'm right
1: make them bulletproof
0: you know i'm right
1: i hate you i do i listen but you like all right i i get the protection but you you can't say that they're not allowed to be tackled
0: so, some of them, like the other night in the pittsburgh game when they called the flag on the on the guy who just brushed Roethlisberger's helmet. That's ridiculous. Come on, but that's the, ridiculous. The, the but Clay Ma- Matthews driving, that, just pile driving Alex not, Smith that's into the ground? Pile, That's a tackle. That
1: wasn't a pile drive. I'll show you a pile drive. Actually, I have been on the receiving <laughs> end of one of your pile drives. It's
0: not very comfortable. No, let me tell you that. I mean, but I think,
1: again, I think you have to use common sense. And I think I can. I think I can see the difference between a penalty, and even if you have to go back to replay, we have replay. Mm-hmm. Let's go to our replay official that actually knows something about football and say, was that excessive or not? And if it looks like a regular tackle, say, hey, we've picked up the flag. There's no. There's no flag for roughing the passer. But
0: I just think you're you're trying to apply common sense to these franchises' meal tickets. And I think when you're looking at preserving the health and the marketability of these franchises, meal tickets, mm. common sense is not going to be included in the conversation.
1: Well, you're like you're probably right, but um, I don't like it, mm-hmm. and nobody likes it. And uh, I and I think it's like like I said, you know, God forbid somebody go. Total frontier justice and just start trying to take out quarterbacks because then you're really in trouble.
0: You know, now that I frustrated you once, can I frustrate you again? Oh, by all means. Uh, your boy and, and his boys, I, I think this time around, it's for real. The demise of the Patriots.
1: You think it's over? I
0: I know. I got to say that at my own peril, you know, because there have been plenty of other times in the last few years we've taken early season results and said, oh mm-hmm. the Patriots, mm-hmm. they're done. But doesn't right. it? After what you saw Sunday night, doesn't it feel different? Maybe because yeah. it's back-to-back losses right. for them?
1: It it does feel different. Um and you know my you know my undying li- love for TV12. And I got to be honest, after 2 weeks of picking the Patriots to cover and um, them let me down the way they've let me down. I'm not saying we're separated, but we're on a break. Ooh. We are on a break.
0: Yeah, but just like Ross and Rachel, you can still get back together with them. Right. But right now?
1: Right now, on a break. I, Tom, I need a little time. Everybody needs a little time away. Tom heard me say, from the football, so, I, um, here's the deal. This doesn't happen very often in football. I look at that team, and I'm with you, man. Like, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, there's nothing to see here. Everybody's making a big deal of the Patriots. Like, we're okay. We're the Patriots. There there was real angst within that organization. There was a real rift between TB12 and, uh, and Darth Vader, I mean, they. Did you see him not high fiving the kids at the game the other day? <laughs>
0: was, what a dick! <laughs> it was a dick, but it was almost just like that's beautiful. It's so typical. I mean, it's it's just, that's just, who he is. He can't help it. To
1: the core, right? Uh, anyhow, I that was funny, but um, the reason I I brought this up was there are very few times over the course of my life in football where the the energizer or the actuator or the toughness distributor of a football team offensively is a wide receiver It doesn't happen very often they miss julian edelman because he is the energy provider for that football team he is the attitude provider for that football team he's the guy that sets the tone like if i go back through time in in my career kind of covering this game was heinz ward for pittsburgh he was the dude that, that got them rolled, you know, got them revved up, got them rolling. Um it was Steve Smith, whether it was in Carolina or in Baltimore, he was the actuator of that offense. He was the guy that got them fired up. And it's been Julian Edelman in New England.
0: But they didn't have him last year.
1: They had him for a while. He tore for, his knee last yeah, year. Yeah, for a while. Right.
0: But they made a Super Bowl but run without at, him. At
1: that time and they lost. At that time. I don't know if you remember that. I yes. Um, okay, you're familiar with the yes. the end the end result of yes. that game. Yes. Okay, good. So, but but he is a guy. At that point, they were already established. By the time he blew his knee, they blew, he blew his knee what in November or something like that. So they were already established. They were already rolling. And come on, the rest of the AFC. I mean, what do they have to go through Pittsburgh? Pfft. Um, I mean that's like for them. Anytime they face Pittsburgh, that's a that's a rollover job, but. Like he is the guy that brings the energy, the attitude. He's the guy that gets people fired up. They desperately miss Julian Edelman. They'll get him back after this week. They'll also work Josh Gordon, who was on the sideline, who didn't play. He'll work into the system. Whether he's going to be great or not, who knows? But I think that's going to go a long way to kind of solving some of the issues. But I don't think I I still look at them at one and two. I don't look at them like, oh, it's over. They'll probably end up twelve and four or eleven and five. But I do think it, it points to the fact that there were real issues within that organization. Um as much as they try to poo poo those issues, um, you can't. Th- those issues yeah, but are there.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I I've heard that. That hey, they're back to football now, and now that they're back to football, they'll get back to the way they've always done things. But think about it, you, I mean, you have Robert Gronkowski come out and admit, yeah. They tried to trade me, and right. I said no. So, you you got a guy that is out going about his business right now, knowing that his team wanted him gone and would have right. traded him if they could have. You've got I, my view of the Patriots from afar, and you tell me as, as somebody that you know has talked to guys, knows guys that played inside it, but it requires a tremendous amount of. Um, Ability to put up with a lot of crap. You know, it's hard. Sure, I mean they make it hard. And but what's worked over the years is that the the buy in of Brady has been such that hey, if Brady can do it, we can do it. Right. And if all of a sudden now you're coming off a season, an offseason where Brady was like, nah, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to the OTAs. Right. I'm skipping everything I can skip. I'm only going to be at the stuff I have to be at. That, that sends a message that the buy-in isn't as in, uh, ironclad as it used to be. So now you, that's how it starts to slip. Now right. you, now players start looking right. at, well, if Brady's not going to buy in as
1: much, right. well, maybe I don't hey, have to buy in. Brady's going to criticize the, the Malcolm Butler decision and everybody else is right. going to be critical of that and wonder what happened there, then we're all going to look at Bill Belichick, maybe we circumvent his authority to some degree, and maybe that's why he won't high-five people.
0: (laughs) But there is the idea that, hey, i got to listen to Belichick, and i got to listen to everything he's saying because Brady is. Right. But if Brady's not, now does Belichick's message get stale? Does it get tuned out? And, oh, by the way, I'm looking over there at Rob Gronkowski. He wasn't around during the offseason. Hell, they didn't want him here in, in the first place. The only reason he's here is because he's loyal to Tom. I just – I think this time the issues run a lot deeper and they're not just going to go away because they're simply playing football games now.
1: I don't – yeah, I don't think just because they're playing football games is going to go away. I think that Julian Edelman solves some issues for them that they're having offensively. And when you start having success and you have a guy that you can rely on, a guy that is the guy that gets in the face of people and brings energy, then all of a sudden, like winning, when you're losing and putting up with Bill Belichick and, you know, Grumpy McGrumperson, that's really hard. When you're winning, it makes it, you know, it makes it palpable. It's like, you know, smothering Crow in my green chili. You eat straight crow, it's either like real greasy and gamey or, you know, it's probably like rough and chewy. You throw up my green chili on it, you're like, oh, this ain't bad, right? So, I mean, it's like smothering Bill Belichick and my green chili and then just uh, lapping it up.
0: Well, you, Sounds know, you, delicious. you know, maybe you might want to, um, you know, look at our picks over the last couple of weeks as maybe who's right and who's wrong about the Patriots. All I know is the last two weeks, hmm. I've uh, bet against the Patriots, and I've won, and you rode the Patriots, and you lost. Would this be a good time to bring up our uh, moneymaker picks from last week? Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose you could do it if you want to be a dick. Go ahead. Uh, I went 3-0. and <laughs> Did you? Took Detroit over to New England, took Pittsburgh over Tampa, and took uh, Indy plus a 7 over Philly. Win, win, win. You went... uh,
1: Indy plus seven. That was a four-point game. But Indy... I was getting Indy plus the points. Oh, Indy plus... Okay, I got you. Kansas City, you won. Maybe this is why I'm losing. I don't understand how this works.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kansas City, uh, you had minus seven over San Francisco. You covered that. Yeah, I did. You had Green Bay minus two and a half over Washington. You lost that. And you had New England minus seven over Detroit. You lost that. So uh, up-to-date the stats, uh, I am six and four. You are four, five, and one. So, fresh picks coming up later in the week. Damn it. All
1: right. Only place you start on top is when you're digging a hole, Mike. That's it. I like, you know, you can't have a great comeback unless you're behind. Oh, jeez. And I love great comebacks.
0: How about uh, if you get caught looking in the future, you'll trip over the present.
1: How about if... uh, if uh, the past is something and the present is something, and 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 the future is something, and then now is uh, that's now is now, and that's why they call it a present. How, about, like that. how about? How about? I saw I, th- I how saw about, that on Kung Fu Panda. How about
0: if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And <laughs> hey, you know what? And your ball is your ballful uncle looks really good in a dress. That that's part of that quote. I don't I don't remember the whole thing. Now
0: might be the time to end this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know what?
1: Hey, for everybody involved in the show, we'd like to thank you for listening. Thanks to our uh, presenting sponsor, Core Water, who brings this program to you free of charge like we could actually charge for this piece of crap. <laughs> Anyhow, for Mike, for Scott, that for That makes myself, you look
0: really good in a gym.
1: Oh, I do look good. I'll have to post a picture.
0: Are you Are you the guy that, you know, before you work out, you shower? You know, are you the guy before you work out? I you go put, to work without you put, shower. You, you put cologne on or something like that. No. Are you that guy? We've no. all seen that guy in the gym. He's like all. he oh. Comes out of the shower. He's getting all. No. You know, primed and cologney, and then all of a sudden he actually goes out and workouts. I'm
1: like, what? No. What the hell? That's like the the d bag that match that wears the matching shorts and t shirt. No, I tucked I, in. What's that? Tucked in. Oh yeah, he's got the, he's got the. Like, the thing that's driving me crazy right now is dudes in yoga pants. Like, dudes are starting to wear yoga no. pants.
0: Oh Really?
1: Yes. Like, uh. dude, those are yoga pants. Dude, oh, seriously. seriously.
0: What Holy the Holy
1: moose knuckle, dude. It's time to move on from the, right? Nobody wants to see your shank. Your shank. <laughs> <Nobody>. <laughs> right am i right never heard it called that i lo- i'm gonna steal that yeah i mean nobody wants to see that dude take they put some shorts over your yoga pants or just come in a pair of dingy sweats and a t-shirt tank top guy with your nipples hanging out nobody wants to see that look how big i am
0: no one wants to see your shank
1: All right, we got to end this. That's
0: all I'm going to take away from this podcast. We got
1: to we got to end this thing.
0: I will, uh, or we
1: will be back with you later on in the week. Thanks so much for listening to the Sting of Truth podcast.